Since the dawn of time, mankind has searched for ways to shelter themselves from the elements. Over the centuries, these shelters have evolved from bamboo huts to concrete towers. The last few years, there's been a push to save the planet. Are you ready to embark on a more sustainable lifestyle? Look no further. You're about to enter the adventures of container home living. And now, contractor, radio and TV personality, and your host for Boxcar Universe, Steve Dubell. Oh, yes, it's Boxcar Universe right here, brought to you every week at the beautiful Boxcar Studios Universe. And, um, Mel, Alva, and I are here today, and we're going to be talking about a, a lot of different things, being that uh, it is, I guess we could call it, Mel, we could call it uh, Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah, Christmas Eve, container home living. I love it. Yeah, everybody's getting ready to, for it's family Hanukkah and friends. It's Hanukkah also, let's it, not forget. Yes, we don't can't forget the Hanukkah. Absolutely, absolutely. It is that time of the season where... Everybody is involved with friends and family and always, you know, we talked to a lot of people this week, you know, even still they're thinking about, you know, getting uh, together and thinking about what they want to do in 2023. And uh, a lot of, a lot of those discussions had to do with housing and they were thinking about, you know, when they, they asked me about, uh, oh, aren't you involved in containers? Yeah, I said, absolutely. We do container home living. We want to build you a dream container home. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that. And, you know, why should you design a container home, you know, or in, you know, in, in contrast to a, uh, you know, a regular stick built home, we're going to be getting into that a little bit. And then we have our longtime friend and, uh, of the, of the show, Dan Hayden is going to be here from DEC building inspections is going to be here. We're going to be talking about, you know, some of those things that, uh, make, you know, from your home that make you sick because some people, they say they have toxic homes and, uh, they're suffering from illness because of things that their home was built in. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that because we want to make you aware of the things to stay away from so that you don't get ill. And, uh, as well as, uh, our longtime friend, Mary Heitmeyer is going to be joining us later on as we do a little bit of holiday segment here, being that it's Christmas Eve talking about um, uh, a recipe for Christmas. And she owns a company called Chef Du Jour. She is your personal gourmet chef. And uh, you, for those of you who have been following my show for years, uh, we have her on periodically around the holiday season. And she's going to be uh, calling into the show because right now she's out in uh, California. But she took some time out for us today to give us a little bit of uh, recipe that we're going to be posting on the, on Facebook here, probably uh, later today. So that sometime during the Christmas holidays, you'll be able to, you know, embark and, and do that and actually make your, make that recipe and enjoy some really good holiday treats. But, uh, let's talk a little bit about, you know, the container home. You know, one of the things that I think, Mel, the, the, the difference between people that were wanting to buy or, or, um, a stick built home versus a container home. Um, they're, I think their lifestyles are, are very different, so to speak. And then also I know where I remember I spoke to somebody this year who actually, uh, was weighing and they had plans 
for uh, a stick-built home. They actually have land in Apache Junction where they actually built, now how many people you never know do this? They they built a perimeter wall, and this is not just, you know, a block perimeter wall around their property, put really nice gates in, and now they're just, they were they were exploring doing a container home over, you know, a stick-built home, but then they got uh, they got cold feet because of the economy. And he said, well, well, maybe we'll wait a year, you know? And I'm like thinking, you know, waiting a year is all well and good if that's what you'd like to do. But again, you, when have you ever seen anything in real estate really go down? Uh, except maybe when the crash came in 2008. Right. You know, everything is just, um, it, it's going to get more expensive, you know? And then like we were talking with our good friend, Carl Faust, uh, from Affordable Home, and when it comes to the the thing that you can save is time, and the meaning that they have the land already already done and the and the you know perimeter wall up, it's a question of time. And it's still going to take some time for design, and we want to talk a little bit about that too. But I think in the uh, in the whole uh, stream of things that I think in designing a container home, uh, and this is Mel's Mel's. Uh, shall we say wheelhouse yeah. that um, you get design, you could design it any way you want. And if you've got the land, then, you know, how big a container do you really want? And what do you want in it? Because you can, you could design it any way you want and have it quicker than if you were going to build a stick home. Well, I, I just want to say something. So the, the people that, you know, that got a little nervous, right? I mean, I understand where they're coming from. I I don't think that, um, you know, it, whether it's a stick build or whether it's a container home, I think people sometimes will always have that hesitation. I've been in the business a long time. Um, and you're right, Steve. I think that it does end up washing itself out in the end. Um, real estate, you know, is a, is a pretty good market to be in regardless. But I will say this, like if they're contemplating building a container or a stick build, you can always start with having a guest house um, in the back that's a container. And maybe that's where they're living temporarily to see if they want to continue maybe to build something larger. Uh, because again, a lot of people that are doing container homes are living a smaller, you know, a smaller lifestyle, the smaller footprint. It's that minimalist, um, you know, lifestyle that they're, they're creating. However, you can really build something massive out of containers, but it, it takes, you know, maybe a little bit of time for people to kind of adjust because in general, most people aren't living in containers or have ever lived in a container. And I would encourage people that are, you know, out there thinking about it. If you find somebody that has a VRBO or Airbnb, you know, um, of a container in their backyard, or you have an opportunity to stay in one, check it out because it's a different, it's a different feel. It's a different lifestyle. And to be quite honest, it's, it's pretty hip. I mean, not only are you saving time and money, you're recycling um, you're, you're helping to save the planet, but it's, it's interesting. It's, it's already a piece of art. And it's different. Yes. And I think that's what makes it, you know, uh, could call it extraordinary because it right. is so different and 
it's so new that, that I think that's what drives the trend throughout the country. And uh, it being that each different area of the country has, excuse me, has certain different things they have to deal with because of the weather or wherever the land is located. But um, it, all in all, there are companies throughout the United States that are building containers that are adjusting to the Northeast. And and and, and we, we have to adjust too, because obviously, you know, that great question that Mel got, you had uh, when they, uh, when they asked you, um, how do you live in a container? Isn't it so hot? <laughs> that was a great question. Uh, your house has insulation. The container will also. <laughs> um, you know, and that's that's just funny. I mean, I think that's just a, a standard thing um, when people just assume, you know, hey, listen, maybe there are areas in our our country or even parts of this world that people are staying in containers that they are not insulated. But obviously, that's not going to be the case here or somewhere that's really cold, right? You you have to have that insulation inside the house. And again, we talked about whether you do it inside, you can also do it outside. Um, if you want to add a different cladding, because again, depends on where you live or what town, um, city, they may not let you have the look of the container. I know that we um, had some discussions about that. And you know, it really just depends on what you can and can't do in the area that you're staying in. You know, that's, that's so true. You know, um, the other thing too, is I think it's, it's unique that you can incorporate the design of the way, if you do multiple containers and you can, you could design it in such a way that can actually add to, uh, the use of the outdoors. Right. Like a lot of people, if they do upstairs and they cross stack them in some specific kind of way, they use the flat roof as a deck for upstairs, or they could use an overhanging container as a, as a carport right. or even a, a, a covered patio, whatever that is. So there are a lot of unique kind of things to do. And then I think a lot of times, you know, you see a lot of designs on the internet that they use different types and styles of windows, which really, I think, makes the containers pop. They don't have to be square. They don't have to be rectangle. Right. They, they could be triangle looking. I mean, it all depends on what you want to do in your design. Okay, Steve, relax a little on the triangle windows. I know, I know. It's just, <laughs> just you know, kidding. I saw, well, you know what it is? I saw this picture of it's one. a little that was, out of the box that there, was, pal. That was really, they, the way they, they configured the containers and they had one that I think it must have been a loft or something because it had a triangle container. But what it made it pop besides the window was they had the outside painted, uh, we'll call it a non-traditional color. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't earth tone. Let's okay. put it that way. And uh, it, it, the whole thing popped. So you definitely was, I it definitely see was this interesting. Now. Yeah, I'll have to go find it for you. I mean, in all fairness, there's so many things that you can do with that container um, and create, you know, your own take on it and give it an artistic flair. I mean, obviously, that's that's what it's there for as well. Um, but yeah, endless opportunities when it comes to the openings. But I like what you were talking about with um, that's called the cantilevered um where you're having a container hanging over another and you can create kind of a patio. You could do kind of a little carport or kind of a shaded area 
but I just love the way they look. Um, it almost looks like it's going to tip over, you know, it's just really interesting looking. Right. Especially in, and, and it looks, and you know, and I think the, where they're placed, that design looks really great. I like it too. But then the, the other ones that I liked were all of a sudden they're like, they're built into the side of a mountain uh-huh. in a hill. And they do that kind of design, which actually the terrain actually, I think, adds to the look of the whole house. Right. Which looks really cool. So, uh, again, we're trying to let all our listeners know that if you are thinking of doing something like, I don't care if you live in Arizona or anywhere throughout the country, if you are thinking of doing a container home, get online, take a look at our website, boxcarliving.com. Also, you know, make sure you always check out our show website, boxcaruniverse.com. And if you are interested in, in having a consultation with us regarding maybe a home that you would like to, to do coming in 2023, shoot us an email at boxcarliving at gmail.com. That's boxcarliving at gmail.com. And then we'll definitely get back to you and uh, we'll sit down and we'll talk and see what we can do and see get get, uh, get your ideas and we'll give you some ideas from us and we'll, we'll build, build you a dream home. And I think that's one of the things that, uh, uh, some people will have for a goal for 2023, which is going to be great. And Mel, it's going to be really great to be part of that. I'm excited. It's going to be exciting. And we are going to be doing a lot of, um, container builds in the way of, of housing for, um, homeless people. Uh, in a, in a few different places here in Arizona and also in Vegas. So there's going to be, um, there's going to be a lot happening in the way of container homes. So, and we're going to bring all the action when we start building these and going through the design and everything else to you and share it on the website. So this way you can actually see, see the project start from the beginning to the end. And, uh, We'll be showcasing a container out at the Tiny Fest in San Diego as well. That's right. That's right. If you're in the San Diego area, you want to make your way to San Who doesn't want to make their way to San Diego? Right? I mean, come on. You know, I don't care what time of year it is. It's, Mar- <laughs> it's going to be in March, right? March. Yeah. Yeah, I think Perfect. she said it was March 23rd, but we'll double check the date. But it is going to be March. And um, it's going to be a great time out there. So we're going to uh, have that out there. And the model that we will have out there, we will have here in Arizona. So anyone in Arizona, you know, we get that question all the time. Hey, can I come see what one looks like? And, and again, like Mel said, you know, the ones that we saw at the, uh, Maricopa County home show at Westworld earlier this, uh, this year, when you walk in, it's just like, it's just like, just like being home in your stick built home. You just don't know. It's, 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 it's small. Yes, but it's very, it's very, it's done a very nice, and yes, you can make them luxury. You can put a lot of high tech stuff in it, which, you know, from, from your, your electronics to your appliances, to a lighting and all those kind of things. And, um, and a lot of the furniture has a lot of, uh, use, double uses. Like, you know, you could do a Murphy bed. They've got all kinds of different Murphy beds. Plus, we're in, and they're used for storage when they're in, in certain positions. So there's a lot of things that you could do, and uh, we'll help you brainstorm all of those. But we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be speaking with our good friend Dan Hayden from DEC Building Inspections, and we're going to get into some of these uh, things that we want to actually dance, have him stay away from, these toxic things that could be 
creeping into your home or things you might have in your home already that you're unaware of. So make sure you stay tuned. You're listening to Boxcar Universe right here. Stardust Building Supplies is your home improvement thrift store. Find salvaged and gently used cabinetry, doors, windows, appliances, lighting, plumbing, and much more. Save money, be green, and support the community. Shop and donate at Star Building Supplies' three valley locations. For more info, visit stardustbuilding.org. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Boxcar University. You know, Mel, I, 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 I sent a text over to Santa and asked him to send those sleigh bells in with our music. He just, he did, he didn't do it. I don't know what's wrong. What happened, Colin? He's, he's over didn't you it. get my message from Santa? What's wrong? <laughs> he's laughing. <laughs> he's over it. He's. We got well. You know, like I always say, electronics are a wonderful thing when they work. But, uh, oh, it's funny. I saw some, you know, it, during the weeks of thinking about that, well, I found, I found something online, but I couldn't download it, but it, it was, it was, it was a song that had train noises in and sleigh bells. Oh. And I'm like, okay, now what would be, what would, who would have thought that there's something that came out of my brain would have a song like that? <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird thing. That's right. Your host has these weird things. He thinks these things at 3 a.m. in the morning, like, you know, what's going on? What's going to be on the show today? You know, but we've got a lot to talk about today. And then maybe that's, maybe there's, maybe there's something toxic in my apartment. <laughs> maybe that's why I'm, I'm thinking these things. We need to go get you checked out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's the apartment, Steve. I don't know. <laughs> or, or is that a breathalyzer? Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. We, we have bringing into our conversation is Dan Hayden of DEC Building Inspections. And Dan, it's been a while since you've been here, but it's great to have you back on the show. Oh, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. And, uh, this is very, uh, a very uh, perfect topic for this time of year to start out with. Okay. All right. Well, tell us a little bit about some of these things that, you know, you found and, and some of the things that we should watch out for. And I know, uh, you know, one of the things, like you had said, the, the silent killer, the carbon monoxide hazards. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that, because I think a lot of homeowners are, could be unaware Many, many, many homeowners are very unaware, especially the homeowners that have gas appliances in the home and then also have fireplaces in the home that actually burn wood or gas. Uh, the off-gassing from those particular appliances can create CO, carbon monoxide, which is a very low-flowing low but deadly killer. And it starts with the pets and ends up with the people. starts low and ends up high. And this is why you also need those... Uh, detectors in your home you can get the fire and co detectors for just a few dollars at your uh price club or, you know at, at your home home show place yeah it, you know i think that's a lot of times people in in their new homes i i can correct me if i'm wrong even new builds uh especially uh all over the place they have you have to have uh, you know co detectors um but uh some of the older homes don't have them. No, they don't. And the other things besides not having a detector for fire and CO is they don't change the batteries. 
Don't wait until it goes chirp, chirp at three o'clock in the morning. Oh, that's so annoying. <laughs> that fire, 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 fire detection. Chirp, chirp, chirp. Oh, yeah. And it never, and then what happens? It drives your dogs crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but no, seriously, if you think of something like that, and we always say, well, do it around something that you can always remember. Do it around the holiday or do mm-hmm. it on a date that you can remember that you could think about it. Okay. Cause, um, I remember, and, and especially if you move in a house, mm-hmm. you know, do it when you move in. If that's what you remember the day that you moved in. That's just like changing air, air filters in your home. Yeah. Which helps keep you healthier. You know, every time you pay your mortgage, change the filter. Oh, oh, <laughs> it's another, another pain, <laughs> another pain in my heart here. Wait a minute. Oh, that's in my wallet. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Pay for your mortgage. Yes. But, but uh, at least, you know, they always say nine to nine months to 18 months, they need the batteries, cha- you know, changed out. Then just depends on the unit and what the manufacturer recommends. Yeah. I think one of the other things, too, that certain homeowners are probably unaware of because a lot of people, they don't, I think they need to, home builders need to be able to put, like, they should put a maintenance book together. There is one. Well, I haven't seen I'll one. Send you I bought it in the house. I never saw one. <laughs> you know? And, and what you need to do to, uh, to for upkeep, it's like a manual for your car. I actually have how to operate your home book. Yeah. Well, you do. <laughs> you're exce- Is it in color or black and white? You're exceptional. What can I tell you? <laughs> but no, seriously, because um, I don't think a lot of homeowners who have gas, gas, um, water heaters, you know, I've walked into homes, do work, and then, you know, they have... They don't have the uh, the flange on top, and it's not plumbed right. Oh. And then you walk in, and they have no clue. They have no clue what's going on. And yes, that's a that's a a CO hazard. That's right. I have detectors for that when I go through homes. I also have detectors that can find you know, combustible gases leaking. It's not just from your gas appliances. Some can come out of your sewer. Yeah, that's that's very true. So let's let's move on to when we got past CO. If we we're let's get past the gas, we got past the gas. <laughs> what about what about? But it's funny because you said before it goes from low to high from your dog. To, you know, <laughs> That's right. I caught that one. <laughs> but let's talk about Uh-oh. allergens. Allergens. Mel, have you ever lived anywhere where uh, allergens have you know that you thought they were from the house or or from the area that you were living in? I mean, I live in a high rise that was built in the 60s and it's all forced air. Mm-hmm. We don't have our separate units, so you get to breathe what everybody else is breathing. And fortunately, including the pot smoke and everything else that comes through our vents. So it's uh, not fun. Oh, she yeah. has special ventilation. Yeah, special. Yeah, it's extra special. Um, you know, the worst part is this, uh, the cigarette smoke. Like, mm. um, if there's, and I just don't know who we're connected to within our unit, but I would, you know, there, I mean, I'm making a joke about this, but hey, listen, I, for some reason, the hall bath, like, it, it comes out of the vents. Oh. You know, I have, sons and uh, I would have friends over and, you know, uh, I try to hide the smell if uh, the neighbors are going to town, you know, Um, and I'll make a joke. And, you know, I think we said once, uh, oh, we told the kids not to smoke pot in there. (laughs) And they looked at me like I was serious. I'm like, I'm totally kidding. It's coming out of the vents. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, uh, we do get some smells. There's obviously a lot of dust. And I think, you know, having your ducts cleaned and things like that. So just from basic like dust allergies, I think it's almost going to be virtually impossible to prevent that in such a, a large building like that. I think the entire building would have in, to be cleaned. In a building like that, you'll have passive backdrafting of odors from other units. Uh, all the time. Yeah. I you mean, can you imagine can... so many times your stuff in your dryer doesn't smell quite right. Yes. Because somebody else, their dryer's backed up and it's blowing back on you. Well, I'll tell you what, you guys want to hear a little quick story? Sure. I don't know if this was in the news or not, and I'm not going to say where I live. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's just say that in the middle of the heat, our forced air chiller went out. <gasps> And they had to get an emergency chiller um, up and running. Well, our hallways, I think, are cooled probably by an air conditioner, but yet the units themselves, uh, this is an old building built back in the 60s, right, are forced air. So I'm a little confused as to how that HVA system works, but somebody died in one of their units. Oh, no. And nobody checked on them for days and days. Well... When the air stopped working, that's when the smells started. started creeping. Cre- yes. Oh. So there was something that went out, and they, they basically said, well, at least the air stopped working. We could find the dead body. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, that's terrible. I, I laugh. But, um, you know, very tragic. But, you know, things happen. You know, obviously, when you live in a, with a bunch of people in a huge building like that, you never know what's going to happen. But, um I do think that uh, my allergies have been pretty extreme, actually, from living there. And uh, I think it's just the dust, really, is what it is. I, I laugh about the the whole pot smell and things mm-hmm. like that, but it it really is. They have, like, these filters that you can kind of put up into the vents yes. um, to help, but... That's that's for returning. But what you need is coming at your actual vents. Correct. And they do have... Units you can put in either multiple rooms or just one for the whole unit, which is an air freshener, air ionizer, and it can cleanse your air. And, and what do uh, these units look like? Where do they go? I'm interested in this now. About like a, no, it's like a tower fan. Oh. And it's it's an ionizer. So but it's you ugly. put it off. No, it, there's all sorts of different versions of okay. it <laughs> that you can put off by itself. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then make things or put it in a hallway where the main airflow is. I think I know what you're talking about. A client that had one once, It does it kind of let off a scent of bleach almost? Like it smells very well, uh, clean. Your highly ionized air will tend to smell like that. Gotcha. But as it tends to wear down, it'll balance. Gotcha. Okay. Well, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we've tried to come up with solutions to fix it for the past four years, and it just, um, nothing is really working. So... We just kind of live with you, it. If you put mini filters inside of all your vents, that restricts your air and you won't get as much air ventilation. This is exactly why we couldn't do it because yeah. it wasn't cooling the house properly. So, mm. And we have very large uh, floor, Florida uh, ceiling windows, sliders in the unit, and it's, mm. you know, got nine-foot ceilings. So it's it takes a bit. Uh, you can't really block up those vents. And they're, it's not like there's a ton. It was built back in the 60s, right? So... Oh, um, yeah, asbestos, too. Oh, yes. All right. <laughs> the A word. And at the A word, along with the oh, M word geez. that we're going to get into right after we come back from break. So I want everybody to hang tight. And uh, there's just a lot of things that you need to be aware of. And uh, obviously, uh, 
they can be addressed, you know, and mm-hmm. just, just to, to you, what was that old saying, Dan, what to, to own your home is to know your, no, to know your home is to own your home. That's right. Something like that. And then before you own the home, know the home. Know the home. There you go. All right. I knew I had, yeah, I, I had, didn't sound right. All right, everybody hang tight. We'll be right back. You're listening to Boxcar Universe. Chances are, when it's time to call a service professional, you need someone right away. Who can you call for those electrical problems fast? The answer is Mr. Electric, a licensed, bonded, and insured company serving the Valley of the Sun since 2000. Some of their residential and commercial services include expert troubleshooting, replacing an outlet, hanging a ceiling fan, or upgrading your electric service, and much more. Rest assured, all work is guaranteed. Call today for your appointment, 480-503-1339. You can find them on the web at phoenixmetro.mrelectric.com. Remember, at Mr. Electric, we have the power to make things better. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Boxcar Universe, and it's Boxcar Universe on Christmas Eve, and we want to make sure that everybody is going to be having a great holiday season, whether it be Christmas, Hanukkah, make sure you every remember, be safe. Don't drink and drive. Make sure that you have, you know, make sure you've got that Uber number handy just in case. Or Lyft. Or Lyft. Yeah. You know, you got to make sure that you have all that, you know, we, you know, 20, 30 years ago, we never would think of that to have a, some kind of cab number with you. You always, you know, I have, even thinking of a designated driver, you know, when back in the back in the eighties, <laughs> I mean, forget it. Nobody would think about that. I mean, it depends on where you live. Most being from Boston or New York, most people aren't driving cars. If you live in the city, I mean, you're, you're hailing a cab. That's are you taking the T? That's that's what's happening. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. And we are here with, uh, as we affectionately call him, Doctor Dan Hayden is here with us from DEC. Uh, building inspections, and we're talking uh, some of the things that you need to be aware of for your house, the the detrimental things and the things that uh, bring you into your home, because some of those chemicals that you bring in your home to clean your home uh, could cause you problems too. But before the break, we were talking about the the A word and the M word, okay? Right. And for those of you who don't know what it is, Dan, tell our listeners a little bit about the A word. Asbestos? Yes. Well, that is a chemical, actually a um, uh, an old rock that they found, that they found that uh, I know, helps prevent. I know plenty of old rockers. <laughs> <laughs> old rocks, you said. I'm yes. sorry. And ground up and put into uh, building materials. They thought was a really good idea because it was less flammable than the normal, normal materials you, they were using. So they coated it on our pipes. They coated it on our floors. They coated it on just about everything that a fire might touch, including inside our insulations. So it gets really toxic you know, real fast. And, and nobody uh, thought to check it to see what it did if it burned. No, they just covered it over with some lead paint. Uh, 
<laughs> oh, well, you know, there you go. Another toxic chemical. Well, why not? Yeah. Uh, what but, were they thinking? Amazing. But if it's frayable, in other words, if you can actually see the little ends sticking out from the material, that means it's open and getting into the air. And now there's airborne tests for this. The, I have an air tester for that. And then there's also surface sampling that we can do for that to see if we've got any kind of um, loose trace going on, on on a surface. And or we just take a chunk of the surface and take it to the lab and have it checked out. Right. Yeah. I mean, I see a lot of that in some older homes, you know, when, and obviously, like you said, they used it everywhere. I mean, I know, you know, when I lived in New York and, 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 uh, Chicago and right outside Boston, the, the, when the apartment that we lived in, in Boston had, you know, those popcorn ceilings Oh boy! and they were done before 1978. So more than likely is, you know, they're, they were asbestos. So when anytime we went and did remodeling, especially out here, anything before 1978, I said you either have to get it, get a professional to come in because it's a hazardous material to get rid of it, and if you disturb it, maybe that's what's causing you issues, health issues. So uh, you have a choice: you could either keep it and paint over it, and it won't bother you. Encapsulate it. Encapsulate it, or just have a, a professional company come in and just remove the whole thing. And then retexture it, and then you won't have to ever worry about it again. That's right. Except it's going to cost a little bit of money. Because of the moon suits and the plastic um, covers and <clears throat> cleaning your ducts again. Yes. <laughs> after you get through scraping that stuff about. Yes. I mean, and I know, and I'm sure, I'm sure, like, within Mel's situation with where she's living, you know, like she said, it, it this odor is, is moving through the duct system. Now, I remember one... Uh, one flip that I did in uh, Mesa where the, it, the old, the gentleman who lived there for like years, I mean, since probably the dawn of dirt, I mean, <laughs> it's been here a long time. And it, it, we kidded about when he, cause he had passed away, unfortunately. But what happens when we, they went in there and they had to clean out the whole house, but we had to, you know, flip, it needed everything, flooring, painting, dry, everything. Okay. But it, they said, well, what was what was on the walls? And I said it was early Navajo nicotine because <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. That's it right. It was coated with, you could see the nicotine over the paint on the and walls. And even the smoke alarm had a yellow on it. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> it was just really bad. And that's that we had to get the ducts cleaned mm-hmm. professionally with somebody who did that kind of duct cleaning specifically to get that's rid right. of those odors. Because it wasn't just, let's just go clean it out for the... You know, take the vent covers off and just, you know, ream out the ducts. No, this yeah. smell was everywhere. In fact, it was in the air handler unit because it That's was right. so bad. That's a lot of times you need to change out the air handler because with all the fans and all the parts, it's just cheaper in the long run just to replace the air handler yeah. itself. You know, it's terrible. All right, let's talk Let's talk about the big M word because that's <laughs> something that uh, we see a lot of and people say, well, how could you get mold? In Arizona, it's four-letter word. It's too hot. No, it's not hot. In in where it's well, I shouldn't say that. It's hot. Well, it's only a dry heat. No, just yeah, kidding. Right. No, but when it gets hot and you have a water leak, you get mold. And I don't care where you are. And mold occurs because of water and humidity infiltration into a home. If you have cracks in your slab or leaks in your roof, 
or you have an air conditioner that has an AC pan that's dripping into the house above and down through the walls, you have another chance, you know, another opportunity for mold. And mold is very opportunistic. It will grow anywhere because it's a fungus. Yeah, it's, yeah. Also a leaky shower. Oh, oh, leaky shower I pans. I have another story. I love, I love leaky showers. <laughs> I have another story. <laughs> first, uh, first, uh, probably few months in the unit, and mm. uh, hall bath shower started leaking, and my closet backs right up to it, and I had some beautiful, oh, no. expensive black leather boots. Um, you know, I thought there was kind of a funky smell in my closet. Couldn't figure out what it was. And um, I had some shelving in there and it was kind of floating. And then underneath was my, my shelves were floating. And then my shoes were kind of on the floor where my, my tall boots were. And I went to pick up my boots and I kid you not, it was a furry mess. It had mm. mold growing all over them. It was all over the carpet. Oh, oh my goodness. What a nightmare. What a nightmare. Well, that'd have been a really easy uh, lab sample to take. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah just, we did have just, it tested. Just give him the boots. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you know I'm going to go after the walls and where that leak started from with my infrared. Ooh, yeah, right. Chase that down with the infrared. Yeah. yeah. It was the the tiles. Obviously, they they were original from 1960. They didn't seal them. They used very thin grout to seal them, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, old yeah. 1960s little square tiles, and yep, it was a mess. So squishy, squishy. Those are things. Those are things. Those <laughs> those <laughs> demos are unbelievable when you have to do them. It's like we call them demolition discovery. Oh yeah. That's oh yeah. Because you never know what you're going to find underneath there. Oh my God, it's just terrible. But um. Some of the things that, obviously, to be able to go and and remedy some of these things, because obviously you can go through and 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 locate these things. Mm-hmm. But how do we? How what's out there that we could use to kind of fix them? Uh, other than something drastic, like Mel said, where the shower <laughs> the shower has just been compromised and you had to redo the whole thing. But I mean, you know, like how do you correct? How do you correct certain air problems? You know, so that your home has healthier air. Well, or what kind it, of purifiers? A, you know, aside from living in a multi-stack unit like Mel is, like a, sing, a single-family residence, we can handle that at the air handler, right there at the return, and we can actually put in different types of anti-biological uh, filters. And uh, you've had one. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, when I had my house, yeah, we had one in the unit because it had. A regular set of filters, and then the second second set of filters were the ones that electronically charged yeah. screen that would catch all of the microns and all of this stuff. And once in a while, you could hear it go snap, snap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's 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 something that you need to you, you know if you're you're building a home, okay. Um, though I think if you're in a in a container home, and depending on how it was configured. You may you might be using mini splits, mm-hmm. so you know mini splits would be something that we'd you'd have to go back and research to see what kind of filters could be used in a mini split system if you're in uh, uh, a damp climate. Well, see there you get like um, dehumidifiers with ionization on them, mm-hmm. which helps keep the air clean. Uh, if you're in a you know, high humid area. 
But like out here, we need humidifiers. Not only do we need to take it out of the air, but we need to add it to the air because it's so ter- right. you know, terribly dry out here during our cooling season. But we don't want to overwhelm the air conditioner that cools us by taking <laughs> water and humidity out of the air because of the, the coils in the unit. So there you have to be able to make sure you get a very competent AC professional that will balance the units so they don't fight each other. Because if you get a fight of each other, then the mold jumps right in. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. All right, Dan, tell our listeners how they could contact you to get their their own healthy home expert uh, consultation. Just uh, either text or call at 602-561-7272. I'll be willing to respond within hours. With hours. Okay, so if you have any kind of problems at all, make sure that, you know, and I think... A lot of times, if if it was a slow progression on certain ones of these things that we discussed, and plus there's many more that we'd need another hour or two just to go over. <laughs> but uh, if you have any inkling at all that there's something wrong with your home or if you're feeling a certain way and you think you physically feel okay, but you think it might be your environment, give Dan a call and he'll come out. And, yeah. and, it'll, and it'll check everything can, out for we you. Get, we have meters and we have uh, air samplers that we can find out what toxins are going at you. Because sometimes it's not all the time just mold. And sometimes it's other VOCs that we bring in the house. One of your most toxic areas is underneath the sink with all those cleaning supplies that aren't certified for being open in the environment. So you just have to be careful. Yep. You have to be careful. All right. We're going to take a short break. On the other side, we are going to have our... A resident uh, master chef, as we like to call her, uh, Mary Heitmeyer from Chef Du Jour is going to be joining us with our holiday recipe for all of you out there. So we want to make sure that you stay tuned for that. Have a little holiday time here on Boxcar Universe. So don't go away. with Alva Interiors and co-host of Boxcar Universe. As a professional interior designer with over 22 years experience, I'm excited to bring my knowledge to the Boxcar Universe show. As a full-service interior design studio, we see your designs from the conceptual phase through to the styling and furnishing of your home. At Alva Interiors, our team approaches every design project with a fashion meets design sense to execute timeless interiors, style that makes a statement. You can find us on the web at alvainteriorsaz.com, on Facebook at alvainteriorsaz, and on Instagram at alvainteriors. All right. The train is coming down the track, and on the train, in the boxcar, we have our resident chef with us, Mary Heitmeyer from Chef Du Jour. Mary, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? You know, it's just peachy here in the Valley of the Sun and, you know, and it's, it's sunny and, you know, sometimes we forget that it's, it's almost Christmas, especially when you hear all these, uh, temperatures that, and these storms that are coming to the Northeast and the, the Midwest this, this weekend. Um, it's, it's like, I think there was something on the news this morning from North Dakota said it was like 12 degrees. I'm thankful better there than here. Oh, absolutely. I hear it's 46 degrees in Tempe yeah. today. 
It's not bad at all. Not bad at all. Well, Mary, tell us a little bit about, I mean, you know, with your vast experience and obviously with, with what you've done and having, having hundreds and hundreds of satisfied clients with your business, tell us a little bit about what, do you, what, what could we make for uh, the holiday season in the way of cooking, baking? What have you got on your plate for us today? No pun intended. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the one I have today, it's um, a little bit of putting together, but it's not difficult. It's really festive looking and it's absolutely delicious. So no, there's a little bit, there's a tiny bit of baking, but it's just to crisp up some uh, French uh, baguettes. Okay. Sh- should I, should I get it? Should I get in the car now and make a, a strafing run for fries before all the crowds come or what? Oh, absolutely. This goes over really big. <laughs> okay. I did it for a um, opening for a new office and I made tons of them and they were gone. Okay. So what, what is this wonderful thing called? Well, I, I made the recipe myself. I didn't give it a name. So we're just going to call it, I guess, a fig and prosciutto bruschetta. Okay. That works. <laughs> now, but something simple. <laughs> you know, it really is. You don't okay. have to buy any figs. Okay. Well, tell us, how, how does it all come together? Okay. You just want to get yourself a nice baguette, and then you're going to slice it at an angle, maybe about a half inch thick, brush it with a little bit of olive oil, and then just put them in the oven just long enough to get a little crispy. They're like about 350, but keep your eye on them because you don't want them breaking people's teeth. So you just want them (laughs) browned. That's how my son got a tooth to come out. We went to my friend's house. She made mac and cheese and uh, some kind of toasted bread. And her husband says, oh, I can get you to get it out. Take a bite of this bread. And it worked. (laughs) Oh, my God. So um, just get them lightly browned. And then you need to, let me give you the ingredients. That's probably the best way to do this first. A French baguette, a little bit of olive oil, mascarpone cheese, uh, fig jam, prosciutto, um, arugula, and already made, um, uh, gosh, I can't think of the word, a pre-made balsamic reduction. And all of those things can be found like at the Sprouts or um, who else has them? Trader Joe's. And Sprouts has a really good price on the fig jam. And I have found it at regular grocery stores, but not very often. So now that you know what the ingredients are, and I'll email them to you with the recipe. Okay. Once you get your baguettes nice and toasty, you put a nice little smear of uh, the mascarpone cheese, and then you put a little bit of the fig jam on top of that, and then you put a piece of prosciutto on top of that, and then very pretty, put on some um, arugula. So now you've got the sweet and the savory and the spicy. And then you take your reduction, can make it yourself, but you can buy it and it tastes just as good. And you just drizzle it really, really pretty. It makes a really festive dish. It's very tasty. It's a finger food. Um, I'm not a big fig person and I these are delicious. Really? Yeah, yes. I'm not a big fig person either, but it sounds it sounds interesting. Well, you have the different. You got your sweet, 
you got your salty, you got your savory, and then you got your spicy because arugula has that spice. The jam has a little bit of sweet. The mascarpone is your savory. So it kind of fit. And then the, of course, the prosciutto is your salt. So it hits all the things that make a good recipe. That you could, and how long, and you said this, you, you created this on your own? Yeah. It's your I own brainchild? I bruschetta and I thought it's the same way all the time. I'm going to try something different. And so did some, you know, test kitchen stuff and this one came out and it just turned out really well. My son made it for Thanksgiving for his soon to be fiance. And he said they ate half of them before they even went to her parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that happens. <laughs> yeah, he was being a little selfish. He asked for the recipe. He said, I know they really like it. And then he sent me a text. He goes, kind of did it more for me. <laughs> that's uh, not very cool. <laughs> that's amazing. That is amazing. But uh, how is, what, uh, what do you get? What are you doing for, uh, for Christmas? Well, as you know, I'm moving back to Arizona. Right. So we are going to be moved out of our apartment a block from the beach. I'll miss that. And uh, since it's Christmas time, the moving people are a little bit behind because it's a corporate move. So first, we're going to move somewhere around here, be put up in a hotel. And then I believe they're putting us in corporate housing in Chandler while we look for a place. So it's going to be difficult. Um, Steve knows. Dan doesn't. But Dan, I've had a, like four falls oh in the my. past year and a half. I got COVID and then I got long COVID and apparently it can affect your um, balance. Yes. Well, yes, it does affect your balance. So right now I have a hairline fracture in my left ankle, a broken right ankle, two breaks in my right fibula and a torn um, ligament. So I'm just a gimp. So I'm glad it's a corporate move because uh, there's no way I they can do all the lifting. Be out before the end <laughs> yeah, of the really. So. Yeah, it makes me that makes me sound um, kind of selfish after falling out of an attic about a year and a half ago. Boy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, these are things that, uh, uh, like anything else, you got you you got to be careful, and you never know. You never know. You know, you could be like Mary. I know some of the injuries she had were. I mean, she just was just going about normal, normal mm -hmm. day to day stuff. And then yep. all of a sudden something happens and it's just like, you gotta, I guess if you, if you walk, you gotta be careful. If it's, it doesn't, it doesn't have to include a ladder either. Yeah. You don't need <laughs> a ladder for it. To, you know, uh, I was up, I was down. Mm -hmm. I actually have probably injured everything, but the bottom of my feet in the past year. Oh my God. No. So I am being super careful. Because my goals for 2023 is to get really healthy, get my strength back, get really fit, and lose some weight. Because when you're laid up in the hospital and then you're laid up with different injuries, this is just my latest. So um, it's just hard to get out and do your exercise. And I was so excited. I was doing soft sand walking. And it really, really gives you a workout. And then after about two weeks, had this fall. and it was just walking back from the beach. I was just on the sidewalk. The next thing I knew, I was on the sidewalk. You got to watch those hard surfaces. Ooh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> right. Yeah, I didn't bounce. I didn't hit nice and softly, but I'm healing. That's well, all I can that's do. Good. 
Well, you know, have just have some more arugula. <laughs> oh, I can eat arugula right out of the bag. Oh, I know, <laughs> I know that you had me when you said that. It was like it was just his stuff is really good. Mary, thank you so much for for coming on the show. And when you get back, we'll have to have you in studio. I know you want me to bring food. That's I want you to bring Valentine's Day. Yum yum. (laughs) (laughs) Valentine's Day. Yeah, sounds good. I think that's coming up really good. No, Mary, you always just she was she's the perfect guest. Mm -hmm. She always came with with stuff, (laughs) (laughs) which is great, and we really appreciate it. I don't know if they wanted information for me to interview me or they just wanted some food. <laughs> yeah. Hey, your information is so valuable. You oh, know, n- you, no one, no one could, could argue the fact that, you know, if we wanted just food, he could have Ubered food in. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll take that as a compliment. There Thank you go. You so All much. right. That was the way it was intended. All right, Mary, take care. You have a Merry Christmas and give my best to everybody out there. And then we'll see you soon on the way back and keep me posted on your, on your move. And if we could help you find uh, any place here when you, when you get to that stage, just, you know, just give us a holler. First place I'm going is get a Cornish pasty. Uh, (laughs) Not pasty, pasty. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> so it's so nice to talk to you and it's so nice to meet your new partner and Dan, I'm glad you're doing well mm-hmm. and I'm looking forward to seeing you guys. I sh- I'll be out there beginning of January. So, all right, we'll be here waiting for you. Okay. Everybody take care. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Right. There all you right. go. All Happy right. Holidays. Mary Heitmeyer from Chef Du Jour. Uh, always a fountain of information, obviously, you know, not just, creating good good dinners and, and stuff for people, for their homes, being a personal chef. But she's she creates food now, which is something that's really interesting. And we'll have that, I'll have that posted up on the on the web here, probably, you know, as soon as I get the, the recipe, probably in a few hours, I'll have it, and then we'll get it posted up later today. But uh, guys, I want to say thank all of you and all, uh, for for being here with us and making the beginning of Boxcar Universe a, a great success. And we look forward to having much more success in 2023. All our guests throughout the year so far and all our contacts, we are here to do our best for you. And remember, in 2023, let us containerize your lifestyle. Have a great weekend. <laughs>